0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. What is a name? What is a name? A name is not just a sound that people respond to. It's not just a sound. A name carries an idea images and influences when you hear a name it comes with images it comes with influences with history behind it it represents who you are and how the world perceives you when we call your name it represents everything about you everything we know about you it's your brand it can represent sincerity or dishonesty a name can represent arrogance or humility. A name can represent power or weakness, depending on which name you are calling. If you hear Hitler, you don't, you don't need the first name. There is just pictures that are associated with that image. If somebody comes here and says, uh, what's your name, sir? and Hitler. Uh, y- before even you know the first name of the person, you will back down a bit and But you know that you're already thinking about something that happened before. If you hear Matumaini, that's my surname. In fact, if you didn't know, memorize that Matumaini. When you hear Matumaini, you begin to think that doesn't sound like someone from England. doesn't (laughs) Doesn't sound like from even not from Europe. You understand that a name carries history. It carries something with it. It carries the power or the influences, the images behind it. So the name Jesus is not just a sound we call. When we say Jesus, we are not just calling a sound. It represents a person, a story. It represents a prophecy. The name Jesus represents a person who was predicted he will come. He came. He did everything that was predicted he will do and he's still doing everything that he said he will do. So when we say Jesus, we are not just talking about one of the greatest people who have ever lived on earth. No, we are talking about the most important figure, the most important person who has has ever lived. On Earth. Jesus is not just a person or with a unique story. He's a person whose life was predicted hundreds of years before his birth. He was born, he lived just as it was said. He lived to earn the name that is above all names. He lived, he was ber- he wo- his birth was extraordinary. His life was extraordinary. His death was extraordinary. His resurrection was extraordinary. Everything about him was extraordinary. He set himself above every other person. He earned the name above all names. So the question is what did he do to earn it? What makes him unique? What makes the name of Jesus unique? What does his name represent? We said names represent an image or influences. What does the name of Jesus represent? If we can say the name of Jesus represents influences. What are those influences? So I'm going to give you seven steps that Jesus took to earn the name above all names. And I call them seven steps into absolute degradation. Seven steps down to earn the name above all names. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 11. Make your own attitude that of Jesus Christ. Who exists, existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he, he, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave. Taking on The likeness of man. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on the cross, on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The first step, Jesus appreciated his divinity. And this is a very important step in all the steps he took. 2, 5 to 6 says, Make your own attitude that of Jesus Christ, who existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Jesus was aware of who he was. That's the first thing I want you to know. He was aware of who he was. He was in the form of God and he knew it. He knew he was in the form of God. He was equal to God and he knew it. He was God and he knew that fact too. So everything Jesus did was by choice. He knew he was God. He knew he was in the form of God. He knew he was like God. He was with God. He knew all that. He was able not to consider Now, listen to that scripture. He did not consider. In order not to consider, you have to be able to consider. You need the freedom to consider so that you decide not to consider. If we say Jesus did not consider, it means he was free to consider. We cannot say that you did not choose unless we know that you have the freedom to choose. You can only reject something you have the freedom to keep. You cannot give away something you don't have. You cannot give up on something you were not holding on to. So Jesus was God. For him to not to consider his divinity, that means he was, he considered before his divinity. He existed in the form of God when he chose not to consider equality with God as a barrier to the mission he was about to take. This step is very important because it shows that Jesus did everything by choice. He was not forced to do what he did. Jesus rejected equality with God because he had the right to keep it. First thing, he chose to do what he did. He was God. Jesus is God. He is God. The Bible clarifies that Jesus is God. But he did not consider equality with God to be God it's something that will stand between him and you, enemy. Second step Jesus emptied himself. Philippians 2 7. Instead, he emptied himself. When you see instead, it means despite all the things that we've said he, he was God. Instead of staying where he was and how he was, he chose to empty himself. It is another important step for what Jesus did. He could have chosen to come as God. He could have chosen to come with all his divinity and power and demonstrate it to the world. But that could not have done the job. Why? Because we needed a man to die for man. Man sinned, man needed a man to pay the price before God. On the other side, it takes God to reconcile people with with, with God. He did not cease to be God. Most people have said when Jesus came on earth, he was fully human, full stop. No. He did not stop to be God. He voluntarily accepted the limitation of a human being. He chose to face hunger, pain, bleeding, thirst, tiredness, sleep. He limited himself in a human body. But he did not cease to be God. In the inside of a human body was God. But he became fully human. He chose to hide his glory from people. He could have come with all the glory of heaven. But his glory was veiled. He hid his glory from people. He did not come with a physical security guard to prove his divinity. He chose to become dependent. Oh, This is very important because when Jesus was on earth, he kept reminding them, How he depends on the Father. He chose to be dependent. Instead of using his omnipotence, like all-powerful. His omnipresence, like God who is everywhere. And his omniscience, God who knows everything. Instead of using all this attribute, he relied upon the Father to reveal to him. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was on earth, he said, I don't know the day of my return. He limited himself in the human body. He could have chosen to tap into his divinity and bring the information. But he chose not to. He chose not to. He limited himself. He framed himself in a human body. He did not leave his glory in heaven. He did not leave his divinity in heaven. He framed everything in a human body. I think we are making sense there. When he was about to be arrested, he told his disciple, I have the authority to command my angels, the army of my angels, to come and fight for me. He said it. What did he mean by that? I'm still God. I can still do that. I can still order my angels to come and fight for me. I choose not to. So everything he was doing was by choice. He did not stop to be God. He needed to stay God and man all the time so that he can fulfill his mission. So he did not leave his divinity. He was God in a human body. He limited himself by choice. Three, Jesus took on the likeness of man, Verse so servant. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of man. And when he had come as a man, in his external form, it's important to note that Jesus did not cease to be God. However, he became fully man. He stopped to operate as God. He was God without using his divine privileges. The human Jesus was conceived by a virgin girl called Mary. First step of humanity, become, becoming a man. He spent nine months in the womb, just like any other human child. Remember, this was God. Nine months in a woman's womb. Just imagine, just picture. All-knowing God, all-powerful God, framed in a woman's womb for nine months by choice by choice. Why? Because he wanted to earn his humanity. Jesus did not skip some stages. He didn't say because I'm a hum- because I'm God, my pregnancy will go for 2 weeks. Bam, I'm out. He didn't say that. He could have done it. But he said I will do the 9 months just like any other human being. If Jesus cheated to be born in 1 week, then There is no way he could have died for us because he did not earn our humanity. We spent nine months in a human body. He got to stay for nine months to earn the humanity. He was born. He learned to walk, to eat, to run, to speak, to write, just like any other child. And all that he did by choice. He accepted to develop just like any other human being. He waited for 30 years without drawing much attention from the public. He was patient enough to wait for 30 years of training by human parents. 30 years depending on human beings, but he knows on the inside, I am God. Why? He was earning his humanity. He was earning to be a human, fully human, 100%. He did not skip his teenage. He was a teenager just like any other teenager. Why? He earned his humanity. Step four. Jesus took the form of a slave. As, a, as God made a decision to become human. He thought it was, en- it was not enough to become a human. Because you can be a human but a class human. A respected human. You can be a human but an emperor. You can be a human but a businessman. You can be a human but the most uh, appreciated. The most you know glamorous. He did not choose the most powerful position on earth. He did not become an important one. He did not become a philosopher or a great scientist. He did not even take a form of a normal working class man. He did not become like any, 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 any one of us. He, he, he went lower than this. He went far to the bottom of human class and took the form of a slave so that no one could be left out. But Jesus decided to come as a slave. Slave did not have any rights. Slave were human beings who belonged to their masters. Human beings who belonged to human beings. They, They were properties. And Jesus became like a slave. Slave were human properties without the right to make any decision about their own future. The Bible says Jesus became like a slave. Yet, he took that form. So that you could he could accommodate you, he could accommodate me, and all human beings, the least of all humans, were accommodated in Jesus Christ. Nobody was left out. Five. Jesus became the lowliest of slaves. So we are talking about becoming a slave. We are talking about becoming a slave. There are levels among slaves. Joseph became a slave, but he was put into the leadership. He became the leader of slaves. So you can be a slave, but the, the, favor, the favorite of the slaves. Jesus chose to become the lowliest of slaves. He's called the man of sorrow, a slave on whom men spat. Isaiah 53, 2-3 to three says, He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. Can you imagine out of gra- dry ground when you see a root there? That's nothing. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that will, that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces. Why they hide their faces from him? He was despised. And we held him in low esteem. He took the lowest, the lowliest position of slaves. Step six, Jesus humbled himself to the point of death. Not only he became the the lowliest slave, but he also humbled himself to the point of death. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. He knew that being the lowliest slave was not enough. He submitted himself to be killed by the people he created. Being a slave was not enough. He knew death will be painful. He knew his body will suffer and he was willing to face death. Remember, he earned humanity. So he knew he will be in pain. He knew that. He went through all the things that we know a human being can go through. He knew it will be painful. He chose to die. Luke twenty two forty two says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. It's not my will, but yours be done. Before his arrest, Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane. And he, he saw this cup. He saw the pain. He saw what he's about to go through. And he said, "Jesus, uh, God, Father, take this from me. Then he added, not my will, but your will. What did he see in the cup? What did Jesus see in the cup to say, take this cup from me? The cup was full of my immorality, my pride, and my lies. The cup was full of your deceptions, your corruptions, your disobedience. The cup was full of sins of all humanity. The cup was full of all our sins. The sins of our children and the children of our children. And Jesus saw that he's about to carry upon himself all your mistakes, all your disobedience. and Jesus felt the burden. He felt the pain. Not my will, but your will, Father. I believe death could death was not the only thing that terrorized Jesus. Because human beings, we can stand death sometime. I know it's the most the dangerous, the most, you know, the ugliest thing we can think about. But human beings have given themselves to death for one reason or another. But for Jesus to be terrorized, there was something more to that. He was not just terrorized by death. When he saw the sins of humanity, all our ugliest sins All our disobedience, Jesus saw that and he said, I will carry this upon myself. It's like you are going in a court and you know you are innocent. He knew he was innocent, but he knew that it will be declared guilty upon him. He knew the verdict. He will be declared guilty while he was innocent. And not only guilty of one lie or two. Guilty of all the sins of the world upon himself. Sweat of blood came out when Jesus went through that. Science has proven that it's possible to sweat blood if you are under a lot of stress. So it was not magic. It has happened to other people depending on the level of frustration you are under. Step seven, Jesus accepted the most humbling death. So Jesus did not just die. He could have chosen to, 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 to die in a hospital surrounded by his family members. And very respect, respectful death and people will, and a priest will come and pray for his soul. Jesus did not die a respectful death. He chose the low, the lowest, the most shameful death, the death on the cross. During those, those, those times, the Romans were, were, were punishing slaves or criminals by putting them on the cross. on the cross, naked, without cloth. To shame you. To show, that, to show that nobody should try to do what this man has done. To teach people a lesson. And Jesus chose that kind of death. Remember, he chose it. It was not imposed. It was not imposed to him. He chose that kind of death. You know why? He died on the cross so that no one will be left out. So that no crime will be left out. No sin will be left out. There is no sin Jesus did not die for. There is no crime Jesus did not die for. There is no person Jesus did not die for. He went to the lowest, lowest level of humanity, died the lowest shameful type of death so that no one will be left out. You can't say, I've sinned enough that Jesus cannot love me anymore. There is no kind of sin you can commit not to fit under the love of God. You can't go too far to escape the grace of God. Jesus covered all our sins on the cross. Isaiah 53, 4-6, Surely he took all our pain Have you ever imagined what Jesus was by right and what he became by choice? What he was by right and what he became by choice because of you and I. No one has ever reached that level of humility and nobody will ever reach it again. It has never happened apart from Jesus. and It will never happen again. No one has gone that far. No one has taken those seven steps of humility before, and no one will do it again. Then for this reason, for this sacrifice, for this obedience, if you read what Paul said in the scripture I read with before with you, for this reason, Philippians 2, 9 to 11, God highly exalted him. I will give you three stages of elevation. How God took him up. God exalted the name of Jesus from the depth of self-humility to the highest level of exaltation. So he he took himself to the lowest level and God took him to the highest level. God exalted him to the highest level of exaltation. Jesus was exalted by Father, not by man. Man can exalt you. Man, Man can give you promotion. Men can say good things about you. Once you fall, men, they take that promotion from you. We say very good things about celebrities. We buy their music, we buy their movies. Once they make mistakes, look at what people say about them. Politicians, the people we exalt, the people we promote, we demote. Why? Because what men give you, men can take from you. Jesus was not promoted by man. So no man can take his promotion from him. Jesus was not exalted by man. We did not decide to put Jesus the name above all names. We did not decide to give Jesus the highest level of exaltation. It's not a human being thing. We did not decide to do it. It was not written by man. Now we are giving Jesus the name above all names. God decided to exalt Jesus to the highest position. Okay, he did not end there. God did not only exalt him, he highly exalted him. That's the second point. He highly exalted him. What does that mean? He was given the highest throne in heaven, on earth and under the earth. No other creature or no other person in heaven has the name and power like the name of Jesus. He is above all governments. All armies, all powers on earth, Jesus comes first. Not only that he was exalted, you know? It's one thing to be exalted, then to be exalted to the the highest level. The third thing God gave to him is a name above all names. His exaltation came with a name. It was exalted above all politicians and emperors. Scientists and philosophers and celebrities on all inventions. The name of Jesus was exalted above all sicknesses. Scientists have discovered names and names and names and names of sicknesses. Then God said, the name of Jesus is above all of them. It doesn't stop there. Then we started to create and invent medications. Medications for names, for, 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 for sicknesses. All those complicated names that I don't remember. Jesus came above all. The name of Jesus was exalted. And is still exalted above all names. Every mountain has a name. The name of Jesus is above all of them. Every country has a name. The name of Jesus is above all of them. Every person has a name. The name of Jesus is above all, all of them. It doesn't matter what people call you. People call you shy. People call you. People call you what? People call you lazy. People call you all the names they call you. All the names. The name of Jesus comes above all of them. And every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. <laughs> you, can, if you want, you can use the name of Jesus to swear. That's fine. I know it's wrong, but yeah, you can choose to use the name of Jesus to swear. You, you better stop now to use his name to swear or to curse. You have only two alternatives when it comes to the name of Jesus. And I will say this, regardless of your opinion about Jesus, as I conclude my message today. You can choose to humble yourself and worship Jesus now. wait to be humiliated before his throne of judgment. You can choose to worship Jesus and serve him now. You can choose to give your life to Jesus and decide to follow him. And be to the right side of history. Because one day, even if billions of people say he doesn't exist. Even if billions of people say it's fake. One day they will face the throne of judgment and like it or not, they will bow. You will bow like it or not. Do it now or you will do it later. Remember, the name of Jesus has been exalted above all names and every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess, including your tongue, will confess Jesus is God. Maybe now or later. I will pray for those in our midst who feel like they've been given names. You've called yourself failure. You've called yourself immoral. You've called yourself all kind of fearful or all kind of names you've called yourself. Some of them have some history behind it. Maybe you've made mistakes and you called yourself failure. Maybe you, maybe you did things and you you are calling yourself according to the experiences of your life. And You have names that people call you. Your teacher called you that name and it's just stuck in your, in your head. Or your parents used to call you that name and you feel like that name has been defining your life. Today, I'm not asking you to put your hands up. I'll just pray with you So that in the name of Jesus, those names will be cancelled in your life. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.